to see you guys tonight. Thank you for being in the house of the Lord. I pray you've had a good week. Feels like it's been a week since I've seen some of you guys. And so I'm excited to see you tonight, anxious to, to get to preach the word to you. And uh, yes, to your question, I got to spend all week with my grandson and I spoiled him rotten. And uh, we had a great time and, and thank you for your prayers and safety. Thank you for Brother Allen uh, for covering last Wednesday night. I heard nothing but great reports. And so thank you so much, Brother, for, for filling the pulpit for me. Uh, I appreciate that very much. I'm excited to worship the Lord with you tonight. Uh, are you ready to go after God together? Amen. Why don't you stand if you'd like, be seated if you must, but let's pray and let's welcome God here tonight. Father, we welcome you into this place. We love you. Lord, we're empty and void of life without you. You are the true life giver. We ask that you would come and flood this room with the power of your person. And God, just leave nothing out. Please, Lord, come and leave nothing undone that you want to do. God, we're excited about the hour that you've called us to live in. And Lord, we pray right now for the anointed power of the Holy Ghost to fall over us all. God, we give you praise and glory in Jesus' perfect name we pray. Amen and amen. Come on, let's worship together tonight. There is a kingdom that forever 
Hallelujah. Come on. There's no other name like His name. Come on, let's just lift our voices and praise Him. Blessed Father, we thank You for the gift of Your Son, Jesus. We thank You for the power and the authority of His name. We thank You that when we call upon that name, we're saved, Lord. We thank You that in that name there's healing, and in that name there's restoration and wholeness. In that name there's fullness of power and authority. In that name there's life and life more abundantly. Thank You, Lord, for Your call, and thank You, Lord, for Your help. Oh, we bless You tonight, Father. We praise You. We, we honor You, sweet Spirit of God. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah and glory. Always worthy tonight. Amen, church? Come on and give Him a hand clap of worship if you wouldn't mind. Amen. Turn and greet someone. Let them know you're glad to see them tonight. Thank the Lord. Oh, it's good to see you guys tonight. Thank you for being in the house of the Lord. So glad that you're here tonight. I pray that you've had a good week. I pray the Lord's been with you and protected you and kept you safe and and, uh, has blessed all that you've laid your hand to do. Uh, Just a few announcements that I want to make tonight. A few exciting things that are going on. Uh, We want to... uh, of course, go to our, our Lord in prayer here in just a moment. I have a few special prayer requests that I want to bring before you, but I do have some exciting stuff that I want to share with you. Uh, number one, how many of you have been watching the news and kind of got an idea of what's going on with Ukraine and, and all the events that are unfolding there, the tragedy that's happening with people being dislocated and stuff? Uh, our national office out of Springfield, uh, the general counsel out of Springfield, uh, has asked for uh, every church uh, to receive an offering to, to help with uh, Convoy of Hope. Convoy of Hope is doing food uh, and resources there in Poland. Uh, the report that I got, uh, one of the videos that I saw, said that Convoy of Hope is doing $40,000 a day in food and supplies and resources uh, for refugees. Now, I want to make it clear, um, the, the offering, we're going to be doing an offering this coming Sunday morning. This, of course, is coming Sunday is, is our mission Sunday. Uh, but I want to make it clear that the offering is not for the government of Ukraine. Uh, we're, we're not helping the, the military. We're not helping the fighting. We're not helping the, the government or the president of Ukraine. Uh, all of the, the proceeds that we're going to be sending will go to Convoy of Hope uh, that are helping the refugees. Uh, the people that have been dos- dislocated. I don't know if, if you saw the news tonight, but uh, the city of Marikiv is, is one of the latest uh, bombing places that has taken place. Uh, and this is a huge city. It's, I, I don't know how many thousands of people live in this particular city, uh, but it's completely been flattened uh, by the bombing that's taken place. Uh, the latest numbers that I heard was somewhere in the neighborhood of 4 million people uh, that have been dislocated, 4 million people that have had to flee their home country uh, to go to another country to seek refuge. And uh, so our hearts go out to them. Many lives have been lost. And, uh, of course, we're praying. We're praying for everyone involved, quite honestly, is, is your pastor's prayer. Uh, but we want to uh, be able to help in any way that we possibly can. And uh, so be praying about what the Lord would have you to do in that offering this coming Sunday. Uh, yes, we'll have our regular offering for that service, but we'll be receiving a, a special offering. I'll have some videos that I want to share with you on that day uh, just to give you all the information that I have as well and uh, kind of get us all updated and in, in, in place. Uh, so be praying about what God would have you to do for that, for that special offering. Also, I'm really excited about something. Uh, while I was away on spring break, I got to spend a lot of time with uh, my family. And, and what was even as good as that was... Better than that, well, it was as good as that. Uh, I got to spend a lot of time just by myself. Uh, I got to spend a lot of time in prayer. I got to spend a lot of time just me and the Lord, a lot of time reading my Bible. Uh, that quite honestly, I don't normally have as much time in a week as I had this last week. And uh, I, I really felt uh, some, some things that I'd heard from the Lord that He's called uh, on me to do. And, and one of those involves Easter. Um, I've got something exciting that I believe God's called me to do for our coming Easter service. I want you to start asking people to come to our Easter services. Uh, it's going to be an exciting day. Uh, and, and did you notice I put an S on the, the latter part of Easter services? 
Uh, I believe the Lord's called us to, on Easter Sunday, have two Sunday morning services. Uh, we'll have an 8.30 service, we'll break, we'll go to Sunday school, and then we'll have our normal 10.30 service. Uh, I, I told Sister Julie, uh, worship, you know, she can do what she wants to do. We can do traditional or we can do, you know, both services contemporary, whatever the Holy... I always want her to be led by the Lord and do what God's told her to do because I want to be led by the Lord and do what the Lord's told me to do as well. And uh, so this coming Easter, I'm, I'm excited and pleased to announce we'll be doing two morning services. Now, we won't be doing a Sunday night service. I know many people uh, will be spending time with their family, uh, cooking and, you know, doing stuff with their kids and things of that nature. Uh, that's fine. I want you to be able to do that. Uh, but that's the reason, you know, a, a big push in, in offering two Sunday morning services. And so please spread the word with as many people as you can. Uh, it may be a, a test. Uh, for your pastor uh, to see how many show up for the 8.30 service to see if that's something we want to continue to do. And so be praying with me that way as well. Um, once upon a time, I've shared with you guys before, uh, I went through a season in my life of about three years' time uh, when I pastored the church there in Muskogee. We went through a three-year season where we were doing two Sunday morning services uh, and a Sunday night service and a Wednesday night service. And uh, yeah, I was a lot skinnier and a lot younger then, but I really think with the help of the Holy Ghost, we could, you know, we could possibly do something like that again. And so be praying with us uh, that the Lord would open uh, up the door. What, what it's about for your pastor is souls being added to the kingdom. And if, if preaching one more service is going to allow us to do that, then I am more than willing uh, to do whatever the Holy Spirit would allow us to do. And so uh, be in prayer and, and let's see what God does this coming Easter uh, and what the attendance is like and we'll, we'll make our decisions based off that, okay? Um, a few things to be reminded of tonight in prayer. Uh, of course, we want to be uh, in prayer for all of the tornado victims. I know uh, it affected some of you personally. Sister Julie's sister and her brother uh, were in the direct path. Or I believe, was it your sister's house? Both houses. Our brother and her sister's house were, were damaged uh, pretty severely by the storms that came through. And uh, we want to be in prayer for them. Uh, there were many. Uh, there was a life that was lost through... Uh, through the tornadoes, and so we want to be... Isabella, you just amen, Pastor, all you need to, baby. I need all your help I can get. Anyway, um, let's remember the, the victims of the tornadoes as they begin to clean up and rebuild, and recovery after the storm is very important, and so uh, we want the Lord to bring peace and comfort to them, and so be in prayer with us for everything to go smoothly. Also, guys, I want to encourage you to, to be in prayer for the community of Tishomingo. I know many of you saw the news report this week of the, uh, the six young ladies, the six high school students who were involved in the very tragic car accident and, and six people lost their lives uh, in that one car accident. And so I couldn't imagine. Uh, I'm the father of, of two baby girls. And uh, to, to think about one of my children, uh, you know, being injured at all in a car accident is, is tragic. And so my heart hurts for those families tonight. And as I'm sure yours does as well. And uh, so please be in prayer for the families of Tishomingo and all the, the tornado victims. Many of you got the Remind 101 message probably as you were coming to church tonight about Brother Curtis. Uh, the information I gave to you is all the information I have at this time. Uh, I received that right as I was coming, as I was leaving the house to come to church tonight. Uh, Brother Curtis has, has uh, gone through a seizure. Uh, he's done this one other time. Uh, this is the second time that he's done this, and uh, the ambulance came and took him to the hospital to get him checked out. And so please be in prayer for Brother Curtis Moore, uh, just for a complete healing in his body. God, to touch him tonight. How many believe God, we can pray here and God can touch him there, right? And so let's, let's be praying that way. Let me give you a moment tonight to add needs or names, things that are going on. I'm sure I, I've been out of the loop for a week, and so please forgive me. Uh, but if you've got something that maybe I've overlooked, a, a special request that, that we need to be in prayer about, anybody at all, what can we pray with you about tonight? Boy, you're a healthy lot. Praise the Lord. How about praise reports? Anybody want to brag on God tonight, how good He is? Brother Joey? Thank you. Amen. I forgot about that. Vonda had told me uh, Sister Julie got a phone call out of the blue and somebody wanted to talk to her and it was Garen on the other end of the phone. And so uh, he's up communicating and ready to come home, right? It, will you please come get me? Will you please come get me out of this hospital? And so, man, he's came. Uh, quite honestly, guys, they didn't expect that young man to live. 
and uh, for him to, to come as far as he has, man, what a praise report. What a, what a glorious thing for God to have touched him. And so we praise the Lord for that. Brother? Okay. And she went to the doctor last Wednesday. The doctor tried something, but it don't seem to be doing anything okay. to help her. And she wasn't feeling well enough to come tonight. And so remember her. All right. Uh, most of all, the doctors will figure out what's going on and hopefully give her some relief. And keep your mind with your prayers. He's doing better physically, uh, getting a little stronger. Uh, his mind seems to be clearing up a little bit every once in a while. Amen. Sometimes, you know, but yeah, really to, to from where he was to where he is now is nothing short of the hand of the Lord. And Praise God. Ask guys to continue to remember him. I, there's some healing in his body he needs that only he, only God can do. Amen. Uh, medical science can't fix a couple of the things that's wrong with his body. And so but I believe God can. And just ask yes. God to remember, okay. remember him too. All right. We sure will. Let's, let's continue to pray for Jerry. And uh, just believe God to touch him and heal him. And James, I'm sorry, I said Jerry, James. And uh, let's remember James and, and Grandma Betty. Uh, be praying for them and uh, just believe God to, to do great things. Why don't we stand together tonight and take these things to the Lord. feel like it's been a week since I preached to you guys, and so I hope you packed a, already had dinner and stuff, and so it's going to be a good night. Let's pray. Father, we love you. We thank you, God, for the night. We thank you, God, for, for calling us together in your house. Uh, Lord, we, we just give you praise for who you are and all the great things that you do in our lives and, and, and around us and through us, Lord. Uh, I pray tonight for Brother Curtis. God, I'm asking you to touch him, to heal him. Uh, God, just do a mighty miraculous work in his body and in his life. Uh, Father, I, I pray do the thing that only you can do. I pray for James tonight. God, touch him. Continue the healing process. Uh, and God, for Grandma Betty. God, touch her and heal her. And Lord, we cry out tonight, especially for the, for the families of Tishomingo that have lost their children. Uh, Lord, we pray right now, just comfort. God, wrap your arms of love and, and peace and mercy around them. Lord, I, I just pray hope and encouragement for them. I pray for the victims of the tornado, God, those that, that lost their, their belongings, God, those that have lost their homes, Lord. I, I pray right now a speedy recovery after this storm. Uh, Lord, I pray right now that you intervene on their behalf. May every need that they have be made known and may it be met, Lord. Father, I pray tonight uh, around this room for every spoken request. And, and Lord, those that have been left unspoken, God, I ask you to touch, to heal, to minister. God, we've got so much to praise you for. Thank you for touching Garen. God, thank you for intervening on his behalf. God, thank you for, for working a miracle. Thank you, Lord, for, for working in James and bringing him as far as you have. God, we don't believe that you brought us as far as you have to leave us now. And, and God, we pray right now that you just continue what you've started. God, touch even the unspoken request. Heal the, the sickness in stomach, God, tonight. And, and Lord, may you be the one who receives all the glory and the praise. I thank you and I give you praise in Jesus' name. And all of God's people agreed and said, Amen. Amen. Let's give the Lord a hand clap, please. <clears throat> Amen. God bless you tonight as you're seated. Thank you for being here in the house of the Lord. <clears throat> I missed you guys. Uh, it's always good to go on vacation, but it's even better to get back home. Um, Sister Vonda and I uh, were able to stay in a, uh, an Airbnb while we were gone on spring break. Uh, I don't know if you've, if you've priced hotels lately, but you can actually stay in an Airbnb cheaper right now than you can stay in a hotel someplace. And uh, so we found us this Airbnb and stayed in it. Uh, it was built in 1905, this house that we stayed in. And it was really cool, man. It, was, it took me back to, you know, it was very similar to the house I grew up in as a kid uh, in North Tulsa. And, and it reminded me a lot of that. And it was very nostalgic for us. I got to eat my Coney Islanders. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I tried to go to church with my brother last Wednesday night and they were having a business meeting and he said, it's probably not a good night to come. And I said, yeah, you're right. It's not a good night for me to come. And he said, but he said, you can preach for me Sunday morning if you'd like to. It's a Southern Baptist church, brother. I think you've lost your mind. <laughs> About the first time I get from behind the pulpit and stomp my foot, they're going to escort you and me both out the door. And so... 
I love him, and, and I had a good time. Got to hang out with my brother quite a bit, and of course our kids and our grandkids we got to spend a lot of time with. And so it was a good time. I thank all of you uh, who filled in and did such an, an outstanding job. I love y'all. I appreciate you so much. But I'm ready to preach the Word, and I believe you guys are ready for the Word. And so uh, if you just join me right there where you're at and just lift your heart and your voice, let's give God praise one more time. Father, we bless you. God, we praise you. You're so good and so mighty. You're so precious and so holy. We thank you, God, that you're with us tonight in this place. And, and Lord, that you never leave us. God, you never forsake us. And I, I don't believe you ever will. God, I, I just praise you for what you're about to do through this word. And God, may you be the one who's glorified. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Thank the Lord. Hadn't he good tonight? He's a good God. How many are thankful for the healing power we find in the name of Jesus tonight? Isaiah chapter 53 verse 5 says that He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon Him. And it's with His stripes that we're healed. How many believe tonight we're healed through the stripes of Jesus Christ? Because of His stripes, we're healed in our body. We're healed in our mind. We're healed in our soul. I believe that because of His stripes, we're healed in every area of our life in which we can hurt. How many will confess that tonight? The, the, the truth tonight is this, church. We live in a world filled with people that are hurting, right? The enemy knows he's running out of time. And so he's going to try to inflict as much pain and as much hurt on people's lives as he possibly can. If he can get somebody to hurt bad enough, if he can get someone down low enough, then chances are the possibility is in, in the enemy's reckoning that, that he can get them to give up on their relationship with God. That these families that have, that have gone through the tragedy of loss of their children, don't you know that they're hurting in a way right now that many people don't comprehend, that many people don't understand? The, the death of a child, the loss of a child uh, would, would break a parent's heart. I know for sure it would break this parent's heart. Yeah. Uh, and the hurt that could be inflicted upon them could get those parents to begin to question why. Lord, why would you allow something like this to happen to my child? Lord, if you're a good God, why would you allow something like this to come into to my child's life? Listen, our God doesn't want those families' hearts to be broken. He doesn't want them to be hurting. But the enemy wants to inflict pain and torment and punishment on their lives. How many understand that tonight? The enemy wants to hurt families. He wants to hurt homes. He, he wants to hurt people's finances. You think about the people of the Ukraine and how they're hurting right now tonight. You, you think about the fact that, that we get together in a beautiful building and worship the God that we love and believe in freely in the way that we choose to worship Him, to lift our hands, to raise our voice, to stomp our foot, to preach loud, to do whatever the Holy Spirit would inspire us to do. But those people tonight are on the run for their very lives. At one time they got together, at one time they got to, to worship, at one time they got to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ. But because of an attack, now they're hurting because they can't worship the Lord freely in the way that they choose to worship. There's people around us that are hurting every day. Some people are hurting because of an accident. Some people are hurting because of, of some physical ailment that's happened to them. Some people are hurting because of a broken heart or a broken home or a broken spirit. The fact of the matter is, the thing that all of these people have in common, regardless of what their hurt is, they all have one thing in common, and that is they all need healing to flow into their lives. Uh, hear your pastor tonight. It's good news for them because we have the good news message. The source of all healing is found in a man named Jesus who took stripes on his body so that we might have healing in ours. Praise God, I believe with all my heart. Jesus came for the whosoevers. He came to save the whosoevers, but I believe he came to heal the whosoevers as well. I believe that Jesus Christ endured stripes on His body to heal each and every part of ours. And what the world is in need of tonight is not another self-help book. What the world is in need of tonight is, is not another uh, church service. What they need is not another seminar. What they need is not another pill to fix them instantaneously. But what they need is to find the path that will lead them towards healing and get on it and walk that path to their healing. How many believe that tonight? That's where I'm going. Find your Bibles if you would. We're going to walk this path together that leads us to healing. We're going to the book of Psalms tonight, chapter 30. Psalms chapter 30, I want to talk to you tonight about the path to healing. Psalms 30 and 1 says this, 
The psalmist says, I will exalt you, O God, my Lord, for you have lifted me up and have not let my foes rejoice over me. O Lord, my God, I cry out to you and you healed me. O Lord, you brought my soul up from the grave and you kept me alive that I should not go down in the pit. Sing praise to the Lord, you saints of His, and give thanks at the remembrance of His holy name. Let's pray together tonight. Father, thank You again for Your Word. Thank You, Lord, for the opportunity to come and to minister this Word. Lord, Your protective hedge is, is never forgotten or, or, or taken for granted, God. You, you watch over us, everyone, and we're all so grateful for that. Lord, I pray tonight through your word that, that there's enrichment. I pray tonight, God, that there's, that there's strengthening. And I pray, God, tonight that you help all of our feet be firmly established on this path that will lead us all towards healing and will carry others with us. God, we give you praise for what you're about to do. In Jesus' strong, amazing name, amen and amen. Let's give him one more hand clap if you wouldn't mind together, please. I'm thankful tonight for the power of healing. How about you? How many believe God still heals today? I believe with all my heart God's still in the healing business. I, I believe with everything that's alive inside of me that God is still healing people everywhere they hurt. I believe with my heart today that, that it's still the will of God that, that people should be healed. Healing is not something that was just reserved for the early days church, but the truth is it's still the will and still the plan of God for the church of the right here and the right now. The Word of God teaches us that, that our Lord and Savior is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. Listen, if He's the same yesterday, today, and yesterday, today, and forevermore, then that means He was the God of healing yesterday, and He's the God of healing today, and He'll be the God of healing forevermore. How many believe that tonight? Many in, in this place tonight would be able to stand and give the testimony of the healing power of God. It wouldn't take me but just a second to, to point a finger at anybody around this room and say, uh, Brother David, stand and testify of, the, uh, of how God has healed. Uh, remind us of the time whenever he healed your son, whenever he had that bicycle accident. Remind us of that time when he, when he came through in that moment when you, you cried out to God and you prayed and God made a difference. Listen, I believe I could go through that process with everybody around this room tonight and everybody in this room together could stand and give testimony of how God has healed them before. Uh, how many agree with that tonight? How He's healed their body, how He's healed their spirit, how He filled them physically, emotionally, spiritually, financially. Many people in this room tonight would stand and give testimony of the healing power of God. Still, there's many others who, who are still yet in need of healing today. Uh, again, we're surrounded by people who are in need of healing on a continual basis. You may have walked in this room tonight and confessed, I need healing in my body. There's a sickness trying to grip me. There's pain in my back. There's pain in my body. There's, there's something that I need God to touch. There's something that I need God to heal. Can I tell you tonight that our God is no respecter of person. And what He has done for one, He can do for another. How many believe that? Please understand and hear this pastor's heart tonight. I do not want to oversimplify healing. But understand also, I sure don't want to overcomplicate it either. I think we, we take things that are so simple and should be so easy to comprehend and we make them so difficult and we make them so complicated. And I submit to you that healing is one of the topics that we overcomplicate and make harder than it really needs to be. If the Bible said it, that's the end of the story. We need to receive it and walk in it every day of our lives. I believe with all my heart that sometimes what it takes is just simply finding this path that's going to take us to that place of healing, getting on it, and then walking that path out every day of our lives. If we just knew the, the right direction, if we just knew the right path to go, a path as I understand it is this, it's a walkway. A path is a trail. A path is a road that leads us from one point to another place. For example, a path is what takes you from the recliner to the refrigerator. Can I get a witness? A path is what takes you from the pew to the altar. A path is what takes you from your car into your house. And a path can be what takes you from the place of sickness to the place of healing. It's simply finding that path and getting on it and walking it out every day. 
As I read the word here in Psalms chapter 30, verse 2, I saw a process, I saw a journey that the psalmist went on, a path that he walked out that took him from a place of being sick to a place of being healed. And then he proceeded to give God thanks and praise and ask everybody else to give God thanks and praise as well. Church, I'm telling you, that's the path that I believe can take us from the place we're at to the place of healing. No matter what that need might be, whether it be emotional, physical, financial, spiritual, whatever the healing process is you need, if you'll simply find the path and walk it, I believe tonight we can get to healing. How many believe that tonight? So what is this path that will lead us to healing? Well, the first step on that path is simply this. The first step on that path is simply this. Rick, the first step on this path is... Step one, acknowledge the source. Look with me at verse 2. Verse 2 says, O Lord my God, I cried out to you and you healed me. O Lord my God, I cried out to you. Are you here? O Lord my God, my God, I cried out to you and you healed me. Praise God tonight. Help me understand He's the source. The Lord God Himself identifies Himself in the book of Exodus chapter 15 verse 26 as the Lord God who heals us. He is the Lord who heals you. Come on, that's who He is tonight. We know from the, the book of Isaiah chapter 53 verse 5 and from the book of 1 Peter chapter 2 verse 24, they both teach and tell us that, that we're healed by the stripes that Jesus endured upon His body. How many understand tonight that if that were all the evidence that we had, if the only thing we had to stand on is God being the source of my healing, if that was all the evidence I had, friend, that'd be enough, right? But praise God, it doesn't end there. I stand before you tonight as an eyewitness and testimony, as an eyewitness testifier of the healing power of Almighty God. I remember vividly a time when, when Jamie was very sick. She had a very high fever. And Vaughn and I gathered around her. We didn't wait to take her to the church to get to the preacher. We didn't wait to, for somebody else to come to the house to pray over her. She and I anointed her. She and I prayed over her. And we said, Lord God, in the name of Jesus Christ, may this fever go down. May this fever go away. And you know what? Her fever was gone within just a few moments. Wasn't because of the guy who prayed. It wasn't because of the woman who held my hand as we prayed together. It wasn't because of the Crisco we slapped on her head to anoint her with. But it was because of the one that we prayed to. He's the source of the healing power. I stand as an eyewitness to testify tonight of, of some friends and loved ones that, that Sister Vonda and I used to go to church with many years ago. They were told they'd never have children, Sister Faith. They'd tried and tried and tried for years to have a child. And they went to doctor after doctor after doctor. And they said, you'll never conceive. You'll never have a child. There's no way that that'll ever happen. And they gave up. They stopped worrying about it. And they just began to pray, Lord, if it be thy will, let us have a child. They ended up having four of them things. And now not only do they have children, but now they got grandchildren as well. Listen, hey, the power of prayer in the name of Jesus Christ to the source of healing can make all the difference in the world. One of the things that I believe with all my heart is that God is the God of all healing. Now, don't misunderstand your pastor. Yes, I still believe in medicine. When you stop believing in medicine, take the glasses that are on your face and throw them in the trash can. Because if you don't believe in medicine, then you don't believe in an eye doctor as well. Right? We, we trust God enough to put glasses on our head, but we don't trust God enough to take our prescription medication that He's given to us, right? Listen, I believe God can heal through medicine. I believe God can heal through doctors. But I also believe that He's the one working through them, right? God can heal by medicine or God can heal by miracle, but it's still God that's providing the healing. God put the brains in their head to make them have the understanding in the medication or the eye doctor prescription you're supposed to have. If we're ever going to walk down the path of healing, we must understand it begins by taking a step in acknowledging that God is the source of the healing. Again, here in the Word, the psalmist cried out and said, O oh Lord, my God, 
Oh, Lord, my God. He, he acknowledged a personal relationship. You're my God. I cried out to you. I didn't cry out to the assemblies of God. I didn't cry out to the Facebook chat room. I didn't cry out to the newspapers. I didn't cry out to the government. I didn't cry out even to the preacher. I cried out to you, Lord. And you healed me. Come on, all healing flows through the Lord. The psalmist acknowledges that God is the source, and then he begins to walk down that path towards healing. Church, here your pastor tonight. We can't ever give anyone or anything else the credit for the healing that flows into our body because all healing flows from God. It was not because of the one who prayed. It's because of the one that we prayed to. It's not because of the wisdom of man. It's because of the wisdom of God. He is the ultimate source of all healing tonight. How many believe that? What's this path towards healing? Well, the first step is to acknowledge God's the source. Another step on the path towards healing is to cry out to God for that healing. Look with me again at verse 2. Verse 2 says... Oh, Lord, my God, I cried out to you, and you healed me. Thank God tonight, if He's the source, then how many understand? He's probably the one we ought to be crying out to. If He's the answer, He's the one we need to be going to. I believe in a God who hears and answers prayer. How about you? I believe in a God who hears my cry and answers my prayer. Uh, that's what the psalmist is saying. Lord, I cried out to you, and you healed me. How many can see that it was his cry for healing that put him on the path towards healing? If he had never cried out, what would have happened? Well, I can tell you, James chapter 4 verse 2 says, You have not because you ask not. And so if the psalmist would have never cried out, Hey Lord, heal me. I cried out to you and you healed me. If he had never cried out. The Word of God is filled with examples of people who cried out to God or prayed to the Lord and then they were healed. In the book of Genesis chapter 20 verse 17, the Bible says, So Abraham prayed to God and God healed Abimelech and his wife and his female servants and they bore children. Abraham prayed to God and God healed. Abraham prayed to God and God healed. How many think that's a pretty good formula to follow after? If we'd pray to God, God might just absolutely heal. In Luke 18, the blind man cried out, Son of David, have mercy on me. And he received his sight. In the book of Mark chapter 5, the woman with the issue of blood, she cried out, not vocally, but she cried out in the form of pushing through the crowd just to get to the hem of his garment, and she received healing. Come on, I believe that God will answer the cry of His children. The cry of the child of God will get His attention and elicit His response. If you'll but cry out to God, He'll hear your cry and He'll answer your prayer. I may have shared this thought so many times, but as a parent, I can tell you, if one of my kiddos is crying out, uh, Daddy's going to break heaven and earth to get to them. If something's wrong with one of my kids, I'll do whatever it takes to, to help them in any way that I can. If my child has got a need and they say, Daddy, I need help, then guess what? Daddy's going to do everything in his power to, to help my baby. Uh, the, the Bible says this, God's response to our cry for healing is healing. Psalms 107 verse 6 says, Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble, and He delivered them out of their distress. If we'll cry out to the Lord in our trouble, He'll deliver us out of our distress, church. There's far too many people walking around saying, Well, God knows what my problems are. God knows what my needs are. And if He wants them fixed, then by golly, He can fix them. Ain't no reason for me to cry out. God already knows what's going on. Ain't no reason for me to pray about it. God already knows what's going on. Ain't no reason for me to cry out. Uh, God already knows my situation. Listen, friend, if you keep your lips shut together, then the reality is you're cutting yourself off from heaven. Uh, the way I believe we cry out to the Lord for healing is to cry out to Him in prayer. James chapter 5, verse 14 through 16 says, Is anyone among you sick? 
Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith will save the sick and the Lord will raise him up. And if he's committed sins, he'll be forgiven. Confess your trespasses one to another and pray for one another. Why? So that you may be healed. The effective fervent prayer of a righteous man avails how much? Much. We can pray for one another. We can pray for ourselves. We can pray for our nation. We can pray for our church. Uh, we can pray for our ministries. We can pray for our brothers and sisters in Christ. Uh, we can pray for the church down the road. Uh, we can pray for the church in another nation. We can pray and cry out to God anywhere at any time. He'll hear our cry and He'll answer our prayer. And the end result is healing. The truth tonight is, step one is acknowledging that God is the source of healing. But if we never take step two and cry out to the source, then we've stopped our journey too soon. So what's the path to healing? Step one, acknowledge He's the source. Step two, cry out to that source. And step three tonight, when the healing comes, we walk in it. Walk in the change. Look at verse three and four. Verse 3 says, O Lord, you brought my soul up from the grave. You kept me alive that I should not go down in the pit. In other words, the grave. Sing praise to the Lord, you saints of His, and give thanks at the remembrance of His holy name. I thank God tonight for the change that's brought by healing. How many know that when you're healed, you're changed? Once we were sick, but now we're healed. Once we were brokenhearted, but now filled with joy. Once we were empty, but now we're full. Once we were in pain, but now we have relief. Once we were dumb, but now we can speak. Once we were blind, but now we can see. Come on. Once we were sick, but now we are healed. There's change and transformation that happens through the healing process of Almighty God. The thought and the point that never escapes my mind is that the God that we believe and serve tonight is the God of all transformation. I believe He's able to transform and change everything that He comes into contact with. That includes our need for healing. When God brings healing into our body, when God brings healing into our life, there's a transformation and there's a change that comes to pass. And how many know that when things change, once, once we've been transformed, then we need to recognize it and we need to walk in it every day. We need to acknowledge the healing process that has taken place and then we need to begin to give thanks to His holy name. God, thank you that you've healed me. Now I'm going to walk in the healing process that you've had. When the old is gone and the new is gone, the old is gone and the new has come, we need to celebrate it, not go back into it. I don't want to still walk around in the old, Gary. I want to walk around in the new, Gary. I don't want to still walk around in my sickness. I want to walk around in my healing. How about you? That's exactly what the psalmist was talking about. He says, Lord, my God, I cried out to you and you healed me. You kept me alive that I shouldn't go down in the pit. Listen, he didn't dwell in how he used to be. He didn't wallow around in how bad he was when he was sick. He didn't focus on how bad it used to be. He focused on, listen, I'm healed. I was dead. I was going to be dead, but now I'm alive. He was walking in the change, the transformation that had taken place in his life. Listen, when God heals you, you need to walk around in the newness of the change that God has brought in your life. The sad truth is tonight that many times we turn around and we step off that path of healing. We acknowledge, man, God's the source and I'm on the, I'm on the right road. I'm going the direction God has called me to go. I prayed. God heard my cry. I cried out to Him. He touched my body. He healed my soul. He, he made me brand new. He, he, he took away the, the pain. He took away the sorrow. He took away the suffering. He took away the sickness. I'm healed. We get up from the altar. And by the time we make it back out to our car, we picked it back up again. Yeah. I've seen it too many times, guys. Yeah. I've walked it myself. I've done it myself. People pray for me and, and the anointed power of God come and touch me and, and refresh me and, and just like thunderbolts of electricity run through your body. It's making sure I was still awake. Know that you've been healed. Physically know that there was a change. Physically know that there was a transformation. Physically know. By the time you get to the car, the devil's reminding you. 
hey, when you walked in there, you were sick. Aren't, are you sure you're not still sick? When you walked in there, you weren't feeling well. Are, are you sure you're not still feeling well? And by the time you get in the vehicle and you start the car and you begin to drive off, you're like, boy, I don't know if I'm feeling better or not. We talk ourselves out of our healing. We walk off the path of the healing that God has put us on because we don't continue to walk in the healing. You know what the psalmist said to do? He said rejoice. He said give praise. He said give thanks to the Lord. Maybe instead of acknowledging, man, Lord, I'm sick. I, I, I know that I received a touch, but, but I'm just not feeling it right now, God. Maybe instead of acknowledging the, the, the pain that we're still going through, maybe we begin to acknowledge God. Thank you, God, that I am healed. Lord, my body may not recognize it. My, my body may not line up with it. But God, you're working on it. And so I'm going to go ahead and give you praise for it right now. God, I'm going to go ahead and say thank you ahead of time. I'm going to walk in the newness. I'm going to confess my healing instead of confessing my sickness over my body every day of my life. See, a lot of people use their sickness as a trophy. A lot of people use their sickness as, a, as some great award that they've achieved and, and they carry it around. And Oh, look, this is my diabetes. This is my heart condition. This is my back problem. This is my, my liver disorder. This is my sickness. This is my pain. This is my heartache. And we want to show it off to everybody because we've lived in it so long. Thank y'all for shouting me down when I'm preaching good. We use it as a trophy we want to show off to everybody. Listen, I'm here to tell you that it's time to let that trophy go and pick up the trophy of healing in Jesus' name. And begin to rejoice and say, Lord, I praise you that healing is mine because of the stripes you endured upon your body. I don't care what's going on in this body, but my body is healed by the stripes that you endured on the cross. I believe it's time for the church to get rid of the trophy, lay it down, and walk in the change that God has brought. Romans chapter 6 verse 4 said, Therefore we were buried with Him through baptism into death, that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in the newness of life. Now that's talking about a transformation of salvation. But friend, I submit to you tonight, it could also talk about the transformation of healing that takes place in your body. Walk in the newness of life. Listen, at one time I was crippled. At one time I was broken. At one time I was hurting in my body and sick and undone. But now I'm going to walk in an upright manner. There's not a limp in my body anymore. There's not a pain. I thank you, Lord, that I'm healed. I'm going to walk in this newness of who God's created me to be now. What's the path towards healing? We have to begin to acknowledge that's the source. Not man, not method, not, not the wisdom and the convention of, uh, of understanding of, uh, of earthly wisdom, but, but the intellect of Almighty God is the source of my healing. By miracle or by medicine, God is the source. And once we acknowledge He's the source, then that's who we cry out to. Lord God, heal my body. Give me the wisdom and give me the direction. God, if I need a different doctor to go to, God, show me the doctor I need to go to to find my healing. God, if I need to change my diet, God, give me the wisdom so that I can transform myself to become healed. God, if there's a source of healing for my broken heart, show me what that is, Lord. We cry out to God and He's the one who ministers the healing. And then once we get on that path... Once we're walking in that healing, we don't ever turn to the right or we don't ever turn to the left. We don't ever go back and dig up those old wounds. We don't ever go back and dig up that old sickness, that old infirmity. We don't ever go back and dig up that old heartache. Friend, because I promise you, the longer you dwell on how it used to be, the more you're going to live in how it used to be. You need to walk in who God's created you to be right here, right now, today, and never turn around and go back the other direction. That God might minister healing in our bodies. And that we might walk that path towards healing. I want to pray with you tonight, please. Bow your heads and your hearts with me. Father, we love you. And I thank you that you are the only source of healing today. You're the healing for the nations, Lord. God, we cry out to you to heal our land. We humble ourselves before you. We repent, O oh Lord. May our nation repent before you, God, and humbly cry out to you for healing.
Lord, we cry out for the people of Ukraine for healing. We cry out to you tonight for the people of Tishomingo for healing. We, we cry out, Lord God, for the tornado victims for healing, for Brother Curtis for healing, Lord. Every need, every name, God, on that prayer list, we cry out for healing, Lord. God, for Debbie Wright, we cry out for healing. God, God, for Brother James, we cry out for healing, Lord. For Grandma Betty, we cry out for healing, Lord. Lord, we believe you're the source. We direct our prayers to you. We ask you, Lord God, tonight, may our feet be established firmly on the path. And may we walk it out continually. Lord, never turning to the right or the left, but Lord, walking and healing every day. Lord, we are healed. We were healed. We are healed. It's done. It's paid for. God, we accept it over our bodies and we confess it with our mouth. Lord, with our mouth there's life and with our mouth there's death. And Lord, we confess healing over our bodies, our friends, our loved ones every day. Lord, we thank you for the price that you paid and the healing that's done. We acknowledge it and we walk in it in Jesus' name. Thank you for the path, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. Please, with heads bowed, with eyes closed. I'm always going to ask you about your relationship with the Lord. I don't care if there's 50 of us here or 500 of us here. It doesn't matter to me. I, I believe it's so critical and so important. If you're here tonight and you need Jesus to, to forgive you of sin and make you a new creation, then, then friend, you're in the right place. It's the right time for you. If you'd say, Pastor Gary, I need to pray. I need to ask Christ to come into my heart. I, I want to pray with you personally tonight. If, if that's you and you're here, would you just simply lift your hand? I want to pray with you any place in this room. Brother Gary, that's me. I need Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Congregation, would you stand with me tonight, please? Pastor, why would you talk about a path to healing to a congregation of believers? Why, why would you talk about a path to healing to a room full of people who are, who are well Friend, because we encounter people every day who are not well. We rub shoulders and elbows with people every day who need healing. And they may not understand how to get on the path by themselves. And God has placed us to be nurses. He's placed us to be a hospital. He's placed us to be an intervention, His ambassadors to this world. To reach out to them to minister healing. We are His hands and we are His feet. We are called to help put people on the path towards healing. You're either here tonight and you'd say, Pastor, I need to get on the path. Or you're here tonight and you'd say, Pastor, I've got friends and loved ones and I need to minister to get on the path as well. We all are involved in this word tonight. I encourage you tonight to take time to pray and just hear from the Lord and what He would have you to do and how He'd have you to respond. God bless you as you take time tonight to seek the Lord.